Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Consider Us TV Geniuses podcast. I'm Finley Dunn. I'm Sam Blonde. And that's it. Gabba's not with us today. First episode he's going to miss, but he's got he's on. He's doing some more important stuff, so it's okay. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we finally, after the two-year wait, finally had March Madness. I watched, pretty much that's all I did for four days. <laughs> games. Yep. As and, it should be. And it didn't really disappoint. Games were good. No. First four games were all close. And you started off hot and then just upset after upset after upset. It felt like the highest average. We've reached the Sweet 16. The average seed, I think, is a five. Or the average of all the seeds is like 5.8, which is yep. like the highest ever. So, uh, first, we'll start with his overall overall impressions and takeaways, Sam, from the first two rounds. Um, overall takeaway, I mean, Bill Walton predicted uh, the Pac-12 doing well, and they have. Uh, yeah. I was shocked by that. But the biggest surprise so far for me was that Texas game. Um, I really like Texas a lot this year. Yeah. Veteran presence versus this team that didn't really have a true score they played good team defense but normally i mean if you're on upset like if you're on upset watch then you have like look at oral roberts you have good scores right um but this team didn't really have good scores and they were able to upset texas i think texas was just a bad game like really bad game by them i mean Uh, they have like 20 turnovers yeah they scored 52 points so like Abilene Christian yeah. scored fifty three and beat a three seed. That's that's kind of inexcus- inexcusable. Yeah, and so I just think that was probably the biggest upset for me. Gonzaga's looked good, and Michigan's looked good. Um, Michigan does look good. I wish they had livers I, or livers. Yeah, but, but so I think those top three seeds, uh, or the top three one seeds still left, are one of them's going to win it. And I think Gonzaga. I mean. Worried a little bit. I mean, Oklahoma game, I, I was on edge of my seat at some points, but we were still up 10 the whole time. No, it never got close, and Oklahoma was playing pretty well. They were playing great, and I was on the edge of my seat, and it was, it was like a feeling I had in a while. I forgot because I was on the edge of my seat, and like, wait, we're still up 10. Like, normally, you'd be relaxed. but Everyone it, but uh, Manic really was playing well. Manic didn't play well. But uh, yeah. Quoth, Kirk Quoth and... Dude, uh, Reeves, Reeves is a beast. Reeves went off. That was an incredible performance by Reeves. No, um, Davion Harmon definitely hurt. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think my overall takeaway was just how how bad the uh, Big Ten and Big 12 performed. We I thought for by far, I think like most everybody, by far going into the tournament, I thought those were the best two conferences. And I thought they would kind of show that. And I mean, there's uh, the Big Twelve went like seven and six through the, and only has I believe one team in the Sweet Sixteen, and the Big Ten went seven and eight and only has one team in the Sweet Sixteen, mm-hmm. and then the SEC Big East have two, Pac twelve has four, so the Pac twelve kind of came out of nowhere. USC dominated Kansas yesterday. Uh, looked like the much better team, like yeah, from start, from start to finish. And Oregon looked like the much better team against Iowa from start. Mm-hmm. to finish. Iowa played no defense. We knew that was kind of their problem, but 
I don't know. I think the Pac-12 is underrated. No one saw Oregon State doing this. USC is yes. – I think USC has been solid all year, so I'm not that surprised by that. But, I mean, did you yeah. – Illinois losing to Loyola Chicago too? I had that actually in one of mine. But, I mean, my – I don't know. I thought there was always a possibility for that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I even like Georgia Tech kind of over Illinois. Just something – I feel like Illinois, I mean, they're a two-man team, kind of. Curbelo's good, sure, but, like, you look at that team, it's Co- Co- Kofi Cochran and Io, and I was, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I didn't trust their role players enough. Yeah, the only thing with Illinois is just well, that I was worried about was their youth. They just weren't experienced enough, mm-hmm. I felt like, besides Frazier. But I, I thought they would have enough talent to get through. But, I mean, Loyola worked them. Well, not even just Frazier. They didn't really have Turney talent either. Yeah. Turney experience, yeah. Or Turney experience, yeah. My bad. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that, that's that got to contribute. Uh, so let's start at the back. Uh, first day was Friday. Well, the first day. We won't count the first four. First four, we watched Michigan State. First four was great, though. Yeah, Norfolk State went out to a hot lead. App State came all the way back. Texas Southern had to come from behind win, and then the Drake Wichita State game was really good as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, first day, Friday, full of uh, good games. I thought, honestly, I think the best – I mean, you can always say Oral Roberts over Ohio State was the best day just because of the crazy upset. But honestly, yeah. I think that Florida-Virginia Tech game, the first game of the day, might have been the most entertaining game to watch. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I think – the Oral Roberts game was also great, but you're right. I mean, that, I think those two were definitely top two. Just uh, I couldn't put them in order. That just to start off the day, it might have been better watching that Virginia Tech one because you're like, oh, well, that's game. And then clanks both free throws Alleged. and goes down and just hits it. I mean, it's the three, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Aluma went out, and that's kind of when game was over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I agree. Those two games really stood out to me. Yeah, I thought the Georgia Tech uh, Loyola game was going to be. I mean, it was still interesting, but I thought it'd be a little better. But no, Moses Wright kind of killed Georgia Tech, and I was kind of I was really interested and in looking forward to watch them more in the tournament with full strength. So that was kind of disappointing. But I'm not sure they would have beaten Loyola with Moses anyway. So yeah. Um, next day, full. Full of upsets, it felt like. And you had the UCSB Creighton game, 63-62, which has got to be looked at as maybe the best game of the day. But then you've also got the Ohio Virginia game. I mean, you had the Missouri Oklahoma game was really close. And then you got I think I think you might have to put Abilene Christian versus Texas as game of the day for that day. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's tough. Slow pace. Uh, uh... I yeah, say it was my favorite thing to watch, but the yeah, it was intense. I don't know. The foul was probably a foul call. It's just hard to see the game end on that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, I definitely, he definitely think it was a foul. I mean, he came down on him like uh, with the sl- he kind of just slapped him. Yeah, it was odd. Which I didn't get. Yeah, I just was, once I saw that, I was like, oh, well, that's yeah, that's definitely a foul. He kind of just slapped his arm. And hoped it didn't get called, but I mean, yeah, good good job by referees for seeing it. Great. I mean, you got to talk about the clutch free throws too. Oh yeah, he stepped up and like you're like, okay, he might miss one, and he just looked confident. 
I mean, yeah, it, those were never in doubt. No. He was up there. Ple- pleasant. It was pleasant. Maybe their best or second best offensive score. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Those are, those are clutch, especially after the Andrew Jones three. But um, Yeah, that, that, Andrew, was, that story would have been so great if Andrew Jones hit that three. Yeah. I was. I thought that was a great. Devastating. Like, I was but yeah. But uh, then we move on to Sunday, where we had just tons of close games. You had Syracuse, West Virginia, Arkansas, Texas Tech. I think game of the day was probably Arkansas, Texas Tech. But it's it's a tough one because Texas Tech had two layups to tie it, and I kind of yeah, that one was just. I couldn't believe my eyes. I, yeah, yeah. It was like he was going, and this is something actually that happens a lot. It, he was going for the foul, not the actual layup. Yeah. He like, it looked like he just turned around and saw the guy right on him. And he was like, okay, I can make, I'm going to try and get an and one out of this where he's too worried about the guy behind him yeah. rather than just focusing on making the basket. Well, yeah, he didn't, he didn't even hit the rim and he was an no. inch away. Yeah, he had it was an easy layup. But Kyle Edwards is a good player too. I've always thought he's been a little underrated, but uh, Arkansas snuck away with that one. And then Oral Roberts, I mean, that was a them versus Florida was a great game as well. Come from behind, I thought they were. I thought it was over. Oh, I mean the foul they had. Um, well, yeah, they kept him like Orb Orbiner or uh, Orbiner. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, he's incredible to watch, but. He would hit a few threes to keep him in, but the play of the game was when they fouled Osifu with three minutes left. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, "That is a that's a genius play." Like that was so smart of them to recognize we can't get stops. Let's put this guy who's not like what he has a below fifty percent free throw. Yeah, and just hope he misses it. And I mean, he missed it. And even if he did make it, I mean, I would have taken my chances on that too. I thought that was a great play by him um, to foul him right there. And then they didn't they take the lead right after that or no? At least tied it. It took. I think it took a little bit because that was with like three minutes. I don't know, but they. It was that was like a turning point for sure. Mm-hmm. Ace, Asmus and O'Banner, twenty-eight and twenty-six points. I mean, I what mean, a they've duo. been killing it. What a duo! I, mean, I, I can't believe O'Banner. It was isn't the power five? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his skill set's incredible. He's six eight. <laughs> He's just like six eight, six nine, big guy. That's just a knockdown shooter. Yeah. How I is mean, that guy not playing for? Yeah, for I someone? I just didn't get it. I mean, but I'm glad. I mean, him and uh, oh, his name is so hard to say. Asmus, <laughs> um, Asmus. Yeah. Yeah. Asmus. Uh, I mean, those that duo is incredible. Great, and I mean Thompson's not terrible. I mean he gives him another tiny bit of a scoring option, but it's really just those two. Yeah, and it's and they're just going to work, and teams can't figure out how to stop that pick and pop. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch them next game against Arkansas. And they played earlier this year versus Arkansas. Yeah, what was the score, or was it close at least? Um, I believe it was close at halftime. Um, and they stuck around for a little bit. Um, before they started. Falling back, and I think same thing will happen. Yeah, I think, uh, Arkansas. Hmm. I think Arkansas. I think this is a, yeah, this is the end of the road for Oral Roberts. Arkansas is just too talented. Yeah, they lost Arkansas eighty-seven seventy-six. Not bad. So that's at not all. terrible. Not bad no. at all. Yeah, I think. I mean, I've said it many times this tournament, and it hasn't always been true. But I think that Arkansas 
should be able to just beat them just with pure athleticism and, and talent. We'll see. But, well, Banner had 21 on them first game. Yeah, well, Banner and nine, well, 19 and 10, essentially. And he, he hits yeah. two threes a game. And Ace Mouse hits 3.6 threes a game. They're both shooting a, way above 40% from three. It's it's unreal. What a duo. All right, last day, Monday. Uh, not as many great games, really. Uh, no. There was only I mean, one. Gonzaga, Gonzaga game was pretty entertaining to watch. The back and forth between Reeves and Timmy. Yeah. Uh, it was entertaining. And if you're a Gonzaga fan, it felt close. So it was like, oh, this is intense. Uh, but I guess for an average watcher, you'd say it wasn't really uh, that close for them. It was It was fun to watch, but like the, the result was never in doubt. Yeah. I think the only game that was within single digits yesterday was Michigan-LSU, which was a pretty good game, actually. Michigan pulled away at the end. LSU, yeah, that was a good game. LSU played really well for 30 minutes and then just, I mean, just did not defend or play or do anything oh, in the last 10. That's how they played in the first half. That was almost a perfect first half from LSU. Yeah. No turnovers. Cam Thomas drops 19. And you're up one. That, that's, <laughs> zero, that shouldn't be possible. Zero yeah. turnovers. <laughs> Yeah, zero turnovers, and they're still only up one. I mean, that should just be you got to defend a lot happening. more than that, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, your tourney time gets like I don't know if it's not they're not trying, but I don't get I just didn't get it. Wat- yeah, Watford also didn't have a great game 11 points, but I mean, Javante Smart and Cam Thomas uh played both played the entire game and combined for 57. So, yeah, I don't, I just they just gotta defend a little bit. Plenty. I mean, what an offense! With that kind of offense, yeah. they're they're an easily Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight talent team. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. That we've kind of gone through best games. How about uh, individuals? We've talked about Oral Roberts. Any other individual players that kind of stood out for you so far? Uh, I hate to just keep harping on, uh, keep rooting for Gonzaga, but like Timmy. His performance yesterday was pretty incredible. Yeah, he, uh, he played pretty good. Yeah, 30 points, 13 rebounds. I mean, that was just a great performance. They couldn't stop him. Um, I mean, I would say uh, most of Oregon's team, just the Will Richardson-Duarte duo. Yep, as I was going to say. Yep. Yeah, they've been on fire. I mean, that team was not missing. They were just feeling it. Figueroa had like five or six threes. Money. Yeah. Yeah. So that team as a whole, they look interesting uh, going next year also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I thought uh, one of the most impressive players, first two games, is Justin Smith from Arkansas. Had like 30, 30 points, I believe, the first game. It had 20 points the second game. Just kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, I don't know. He's just playing, he's going off and he's carrying them down low. Or they don't have a ton of, ton of uh, scoring inside at all. Williams and Vanover uh-huh. don't do much inside. They obviously got Davis and Moody and Tate, really good guards. But I mean, Smith has been a beast so far. Interesting what he'll do if they'll put him on uh, O'Banner and how that uh, matchup will turn out. Yeah, I agree. Moses Moody and Colin Smith for Arkansas are really good. Uh, Colin. Or Justin Smith, right? Yeah. Not Colin. Justin Smith, then DeAndre Yeah. Yeah. He's been he's been good. Uh 
And I, I mean, you knew he was athletic at Indiana. I mean, you would know when he pinned the the block off the back oh, yeah. versus Michigan State. To win. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, at Arkansas, he's really fit there, and uh, it's been good to see him kind of thrive. Yeah, he's definitely thrived. He was not used great at Indiana. I felt like just really good talent to not be to not get the ball enough. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's just been a good example of a transfer working out really well. He went to a better, yeah. went to a much better team, and he's contributing more, which is kind of what you want to see. Uh, another standout with the team that stood out, I think Buddy Beheim and how he's shooting the ball is kind of ridiculous. Buddy Beheim has been fantastic. I mean, oh, what did I see? I saw a great comparison. Uh, Vital, uh, Dicky Vital, Dick Vital. Yeah, he said uh, my, he's reminding him of Duncan Robinson in the NBA. Yeah. And kind of true. I mean, these two are just shooting, and they're. it seems like everything that goes up is going in. Yeah, Syracuse is lighting it up the last couple games. Beheim had 25, six threes last game. Gerard had four threes. It's Garrier had two. Griffin had one. It's just shooters. And yeah. then, I don't know. All right. You want to move into talking about the next uh, the matchups coming up? Yeah. All right. Uh, first one. Name some off for us. Oregon State, Loyola, Chicago. The first game on Saturday. Uh, Oregon State looks so good. So good. I mean, so Loyola. It'll be interesting. I mean, you got you're gonna put probably seven footer on on Crutwig. Silva. Okay. Yeah, the Silva. I mean, I don't know. Kind of toss up. What are you thinking? You go first, and then I'll. I mean, I don't. I don't doubt Loyola Chicago. I think Oregon State looked finally started to look a little bit shaky in the second half of their last game, but they've played unreal the last like ten games. And their defense has been fantastic. That's most, like almost most of it. It's people, guys can't score on. Them. Oregon State's just no. locking locking everybody down. Those guys are working. Zach Reichel. Zach Reichel's been guarding some of the best. Kate, he was guarding Cave. He yeah. guard uh, guarded Duarte in the tourney and their um, conference tournament. Yeah. And the first round, he was guarding some of the Tennessee's freshman guards, and he's been fantastic guarding them. And then yeah. Ethan Thompson's been the presence they've needed. Yeah. The other thing with Oregon State the last few games is they they've just been dominating the rebounds. Alatiche, I mean, when you look and the other team gets a shot up, nobody gets no boards. And then every time, I feel like every time I see Oregon State shoot, it's like Alatiche or somebody tipping it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, God. Listen, listen to this stat. Rebounds against Oklahoma State, 49 to 28. Well, I mean, Oklahoma State's a smaller team, too. Yeah, but I mean. And Oregon State's got size. But, yeah. That's double almost. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go Oregon State on that one. I don't know. I feel good about them. Yeah, I think I think that game's almost a toss-up, but I'm still going to go Loyola just because I don't doubt them ever. Uh, next game, yep. Villanova-Baylor. I think this one's kind of an easy cakewalk. Baylor. Baylor. But because Villanova... Villanova's played well. They have played very well. They've played well. Not a hard route. But Baylor's just Baylor. North Texas in the round of 32 was a, sh- a shock, and they did not look like they totally belonged. But they, I mean, they outplayed Purdue, so you got to give them, got to give them credit. It's kind of like Christian that the Abilai Christian just yeah 
it was a shock they won and they get to the second round, you're like, okay, back to earth a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that happens a lot with the higher seeded teams. Play out of their minds one game and then just back to earth. But it didn't yeah. happen with Oral Roberts, who was the next game playing against Arkansas. No. Uh, I got Arkansas on that one. But no, Oral Roberts is good. I just think Justin Smith uh, will be able to defend O'Banner and Moses Moody better than what past teams have. Yeah, I think they're athletic enough to guard them. And then Oral Roberts, eventually they're going to start missing a little bit, and I think Arkansas will go on a run. But also Arkansas hasn't has looked a little bit shaky at certain points. Against Colgate, for sure. Uh, Texas yeah. Tech, I mean, they almost lost. Incredibly close to losing that when they were winning most of the game. So, I mean, I think Oral Roberts has, has a legitimate chance. Yeah. I'll be... No, I'll be I interested to watch that game. And then the last game on Saturday will be Syracuse versus Houston. Uh, I like Syracuse, honestly. Yeah. Uh, something, I don't know. Houston has just kind of, no one's talking about him, kind of moving along. Uh, yeah, they're just, yeah, I mean, I was kind of not high on them. I figured they'd make it to either last round and get, I had them actually get upset by Rucker a lot. Yeah. But, uh, they were close. Rutgers was close. Yeah, but I mean, give them credit. Yeah, they're uh, staying alive, and so I think I agree. I think that uh, they could win, but I think I like Syracuse. I like Syracuse too. I think Syracuse's zone is going to give Houston some issues, even though Houston is a really good rebounding team, especially offensive rebounding. Mm-hmm. So that could that could that could be a that could be interesting. But I think Syracuse's uh, yeah. If they shoot like they have been the last couple of games, I think they'll win. Uh, and then Sunday, first game, Creighton Gonzaga. Uh, I think Creighton. I mean, they looked solid against Ohio, but like I think Gonzaga kind of rolls them. I don't think Gonzaga plays good. Or Man, I don't think stop Gonzaga. Yeah, I don't think Creighton will play decent enough defense to even come close to stopping the Zags. So it'll be like ninety to seventy or something. All depends on the Creighton's three-point shooting if they want any chance to stay in it. Yep. If Ballas um, and Zag and That's the ultimate balance for talent is a three-point three-pointers are going in. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. It'll, it'll be tough for them to stay in it. Yeah. I don't – yeah. I think inside as well. Bishop's, Bishop's solid, but uh, I think Timmy and Watson will dominate a little bit inside. Especially with how mm. good Timmy has looked the last couple of games. I think, yeah, I think Timmy will do a good job. They're really going to need uh, Wilson and Kalkbrenner to try and stop him, but I don't know if they can. Yeah, Bishop's really athletic, so I mean, there's he a is. chance he could do it, but he's also like Timmy's got it, uh, two or three inches on him, and he's just better. So I mean, yeah, it's just footwork's incredible. Yeah, and this finishing. So yeah, uh, 3 p.m. One of the most interesting games, I think. Um, of uh, the next or the Sweet 16. Kind of chalk, too. The only, like, kind of chalk matchup. Florida State-Michigan. The four versus the one. I mean, I've had Florida State beating Michigan in this round since the beginning. But um, after watching how Michigan looked last game, I don't know. I agree. Uh, I had Michigan getting far in very few of my brackets. I was really worried about them losing livers, but they have looked good they have looked much better than what i would have expected out of the yeah, team sean d brown 
looks great. Yeah, he stepped up yeah. big time. The only thing is uh, if they face some adversity, if they go down like seven or so to Florida State without livers or livers, uh, are they able to like, I don't know, without like their leader, are they able to bounce back and hit a bunch of shots and come back and take the lead? That's the only question. Yeah, no, I agree. But I don't think Florida State's all that insane that that they'd be able to hold that lead either. I don't know. I just that's an interesting game. I'm sticking with my pick of Florida State, but I would not be surprised at all if Michigan wins that one. I will go Michigan. There you go. I think Michigan is starting to play well. I'm a believer in them now. Sam's a believer. All right, next game: UCLA, Alabama. UCLA, Alabama's looked great, and UCLA, I think, has had the easiest road to get to the Sweet 16 out of everyone. BYU is a real week six. Sorry, WCC. And then uh, Abilene Christian in the second round. So, Yeah. Um, I like Alabama. I think Alabama. They're good. Oh, yeah, Alabama. With They're a good team. And I agree with you. I think UCLA has had an easy route, um, too. Yeah. The Sweet 16. I mean, BYU, I thought, were completely too high. And I still think, I mean, it showed. And then I think that you'll just see Alabama's talent take over. Yep. But who knows? UCLA's playing good, but yeah, I just think Alabama's playing Alabama's got all their depth back. Primo's back. He came back last game. Yeah. I think they'll, I think they should win handily. But you never doubt the Pac-12, which is what I, that's what I've learned the last couple weeks, so. Yeah. Um, and then the final game of the Sweet 16 is uh, Oregon versus USC. I think that is also a really interesting game. Two best teams in the Pac-12 all year. And- yeah, I'm trying to think on that one. I mean, if USC plays that zone, I'm even worried for Gonzaga. That zone they're playing, with the length they have, it's just – killer that doesn't look like there's much space on the floor at all yeah i think i don't know when i was watching i was trying to look and see who uh who would have a chance of beating gonzaga like in that side and after watching all those games i think usc is the only team that has a chance of beating them i mean usc and alabama i think oh yeah i wasn't i was only talking about the quadrant i'm, I'm sorry oh well side. yeah no i, I think alabama has a i agree usc well. i think or if they play oregon Size. It's just gonna be a track race, and I don't think anyone beats Gonzaga in track no one, race. Yeah, no one does. I think Altman. Yeah. You never. Uh, Altman could pull something out, some sort of different defense that he's done in the past. Uh, a couple of years ago, when they weren't playing that good, and then they got really hot going into the tournament and won a couple of games. They started playing this weird like matchup zone thing. So I'm I'm all I don't see Oregon winning, but Altman could pull like a trick or two out of the sleeve and give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Altman, he's good coach, so I mean, I wouldn't doubt him. But yeah, I would. I think USC would be have Gonzaga more worried. Yeah, I think the size and in the interior as well. The Mobleys have been playing great. Edie's playing good. Ethan Anderson's coming back and playing good. Uh, White White was hitting a bunch of threes yesterday. Just swish, 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 three in a row from the same spot. And Peterson was, I don't know. They were, it was a complete game. Yeah, they just looked incredible. Uh, they all, they probably won't shoot like that again, though. That's the only thing. Um, well, never know. Quick uh, final four picks because we won't have another podcast till the final four. You can go first. 
Gonzaga. Um, do Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, and then Loyola, Chicago. Yep. Actually, I took I took Oregon you State. You took Oregon State, State Loyola. Uh, <laughs> Syracuse. Yeah, I was gonna say I was probably gonna have the exact same ones as you. Uh, I think it's gonna be Gonzaga. I don't see them losing. The only chance is USC, which I'll probably be rooting for USC. But <laughs> whoa, come on, Gonzaga hasn't won ever. <laughs> Come on, that's just that's just rude. But uh, I think Gonzaga moves out of there. Alabama, yeah, and uh, Baylor has looked uh, the best up there. But I wouldn't be—you never know if Arkansas gets it together. Still going Baylor though, and then uh, I'm going Loyola Chicago down there, and they get back to the Final Four as well. Yeah, I liked Loyola Chicago. I don't know. I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, nope, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, we're going Syracuse, but I don't really feel... I'm going Houston, actually. No, I said Syracuse. Syracuse. I'm switching up too much. Syracuse, finally. I think... Yeah, I, it's interesting. I don't see Oregon State making the Final Four. I just, like, at all. But they could. No. Maybe. I think Houston could make it, too. Because if Syracuse doesn't doesn't shoot good, they'll lose, and Houston will win that game, and then it'll be yeah. an interesting Elite Eight game. But you'd never sleep on the Ramblers and Sister Jean. Sister Jean has has Loyola making the Elite Eight in her bracket. So I mean, I, that probably means they're making at least the Elite Eight. So yeah, you're right. What am I thinking? Yeah. She's yeah. yeah, she's never wrong. Good old Sister Jean. <laughs> Good old Sister Jean. All right. Um, anything else you want to add? You want to talk about? Uh, you want to give us some transfer portal updates? There's been a few. Do I? I mean, there's been a couple big ones. Incredible. Um, I've been tracking uh, the transfer portal myself. Perfect. Um, I make note. I have like a list of all like what I call notable transfers. Not not bashing against anyone else that I don't have on the list, but yeah. And so for notable transfers, uh, I have up to like, I think three twenty six out of the seven hundred and was it seven hundred ninety four have transferred. Holy cow! Um, I'll just like do my, I can just do my top ten. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Um, give us, give Marcus us your Carr. 10. I have Marcus Carr, number one, Minnesota. Yeah, cannot I mean, believe that. He one. was just he was incredible at the beginning of the year. He just doesn't have enough. I think especially at Minnesota, he just didn't like with all the injuries. Liam Robbins when he went out, I mean that's tough. Yeah, they didn't also have the talent around him. That I think they needed. I think for Marcus Carr to be great, and he needs a little bit more. Ta- yeah, I mean he was great, but. He could benefit from more talent around him. I'd love to see um, him at a second, really good school with talent around that him. At Michigan State, I mean, I think Michigan State could be an interesting one for him to I be I would at. love if Marcus Carr went to Michigan but, State. Yeah, but we'll see. I don't have any prediction for him. Um, my second guy on the list, Oscar Tashibwe. Kentucky. Good player from West Virginia, committed to Kentucky already. Yep. Um Questions about his work ethic, but I mean the talents there, no, no doubt. doubt. I think, yeah, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how he does there. It's always interesting to see how Kentucky. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Comes back from uh, this. That's a good point. How does how do Kentucky and Duke and even Michigan State, but they're down here, and even North Carolina a little bit. I think Duke. I think Duke will be fine because Duke's gonna have some holdovers from this yeah. year. I think the only players, I mean Jalen Johnson, Matthew Hurt, and then I say maybe DJ Stewart um, I, I give him like a 70% percent chance to leave. Yeah. So you're left with a point guard second year in Roach, and you have some other talent around him, and then you get Bonchero. I think Bonchero is going to be the best freshman next yeah. year. Yeah. 
Montero could be starting. Yeah. Anyway, next three Trey Mitchell transfer from Utah. Wow, he's way up there. He's a good. I love he's his a great game. Player. Love his game. Uh, great player. I mean, and you're averaging 19 points, seven rebounds, two assists, one steal, and one and a half blocks. So you're gonna get noticed. Um, I carry D master. My prediction. My prediction off of no logic whatsoever was Michigan. I would really like to see him there. <laughs> I could um, see that. But, I mean, obviously, if I see a list from someone, I'm going right. to change it. Um, and then at four, Paul Atkinson. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yale transfer to Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I put in there because, I mean, he's player of the year in the Ivy League, which is, like, a pretty pretty oh, good conference. Yeah. They're middle – yeah, they're a solid conference. And he was really good player. Played in March Madness. We'll give Notre Dame, who next year I'm high on, as long as no transfers happen, should give Notre Dame a good boost. Uh, number five, might have to change this, but we'll see. It's still a changing list, but we have Caleb Mills from Houston. Um, I had him predicted to go to North Carolina off of no reasoning whatsoever because I don't know that much. But he went Florida State, which I actually really like that fit. Yeah, um, I like that as well. No, but Caleb Mills was supposed to be player. He was preseason player of the year for this conference. Uh, for the what would that be? That would be the AAC. Yeah, AAC. Right? American Houston Athletic still Conference. Two yep. seed, so it's a good job by uh, them and yeah. Samson too. That's well, yeah. And so Caleb Mills. I mean, when you're a preseason player of the year for that conference, it says a lot. So I have him at the number five. Yeah. Number six, I have Justin Powell from Auburn. Interesting. Um, he was yeah, really he was. good. Um, I might change it around, but yeah, I kind of like him there. There's two players below that I might move in front of Caleb Mills and Powell, but we'll see. But yeah, Justin Powell, I have him going either Louisville or Kentucky. I mean, he's from Kentucky. I think those two just seem uh, most reasonable, and I really see him. I have him going to Louisville. Yep. That's my prediction. At mm-hmm. uh, number well, seven, this would be seven. Namani Barrett, Burnett, Burnett huh. from Texas Burnett. Tech. Good scrappy player, um, I I mean he was highly recruited. Didn't didn't really. I mean he should have fit with Texas Tech better. I think could give him more of a chance, but uh, decided to transfer. And it's basically I think it, it's down to Oregon or Illinois, one of the two. Um, it'll be interesting to see which one he goes to. I think he would fit better at Illinois, honestly, yeah. than Oregon. But. I mean, either work. And then the newest guy in the transfer portal, number eight, I have Walker Kessler. Yeah. Seven foot one guy or post player out of North Carolina. His offensive ability is incredible. Um, he gets exposed on defense when dragged away yeah, from the hoop. Like a lot of big guys. But yeah, but his offensive, his footwork, his touch, it screams Gonzaga. <laughs> and there's uh so he will be I'm telling you, he will be incredible. Yeah, um, everyone said he's going there already. And well, yeah, uh, a Zag insider that I pay attention, close attention to because he's almost always right. Um, he said there's 90, possibly more percent chance Kessler's already going there, and that he had been talking about it for days uh, or weeks before Kessler even announced he was transferring. That's odd. Um, so that's that was something interesting, but yeah. So Walker Kessler have him number eight. I think he'll go Gonzaga. I'm very confident that number nine have Earl Timberlake from Miami. Oh, might be a little bit high. high. Yeah. But, um, he was good. Highly recruited out of high school. 
had some injury issues this year, a smaller power forward slash small forward type player, but I, he's going to generate a lot of interest on the transfer market. Um, so, I mean, he, I think with him, with the injured Miami or a healthy Miami this year, they would have been so oh, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just injuries happen. And then uh, at the last spot, we have Xavier. Yes, Pinson I've been waiting from Missouri. I've been waiting for you, Sam. It's like number yeah. five. Xavier Pinson. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I think there's some attitude issues there. There's got to be mean, something. I mean, why is he not playing at the end of their there's March something. Game? Yeah, he did. He's their second best player all year. Yeah. And so, some, no, I mean, I think Tillman. Tillman and Drew Smith, I think we're better. Yeah, Drew Smith was better. I as the third, but. I guess Drew Smith did yeah, better at the end. He was of the good. Pinson's kind of went down. Yeah, he was good, but he was better by the end of the year. But anyway, Pinson, great player. Um, something's going on there. Um, so yeah, I'm at ten. I also think Pinson. Um, I don't know. I just think players above might be better. I mean, over a longer time, like you look at Burnett and Kessler. Those are two really highly recruited guys that just didn't really. Get the chance to in time yeah, true. to play. Pinson would only be for you know? like one or two years. I mean, he's a junior, so he technically be. Yeah, but no, Pinson, Pinson's a great player, and I was I was really struggling between him and Xavier Johnson from Pittsburgh for the last hmm. one on this list for the top ten. Uh, Xavier Johnson transferred from Pitt, and he's been there for four years, I think. Right? Uh yeah, good player. I mean, yeah. So those two, I was kind of deciding between for uh, 10 and 11 but another name to watch out for on the list um i have kellen grady just entered from davidson yeah, that's big certified bucket i mean he's got double digits all four years he's at davidson and then another one uh, from a smaller school is tyson walker from northeastern he's getting a ton of interest huh. right now uh, and he's a baller yeah so he'll be interesting to watch and i think this year uh, as i've been doing my preseason predictions a little bit early yes a lot early uh-huh. for next year it looks like a lot of teams are going to hit the transfer portal hard for transfers yeah i think so so that'll be something interesting to watch yeah uh i don't know i think there's i think there's still going to be a lot of uh guys to enter the transfer portal too i mean we're early yeah I think... no yeah for sure there's a lot to enter especially from tournament yeah. teams and then also, I mean, I think you're going to have to see, a lot, especially in big conferences, you're going to have to see a lot of the younger players step it up this year. This this upcoming year, uh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, Wisco, oh, definitely. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean. I mean, I think Davis will have heels come really good, uh, become really good. Yep. It's him and uh, Wall, and that's it. Yep. Yeah, so Wisco, I think, might get a – transfer or two but yeah i think teams are really gonna focus on transfer portal this year with how many are going in yeah it's it'll be interesting to see if any michigan state guys transfer because uh there's a lot of you guys have a lot of there's too many guys there's almost there's like too many spots almost like unless i mean henry's probably gonna leave but if henry like somehow doesn't leave then there's like one too many dudes on scholarship so like well, yeah, I think you also look at Gonzaga's one that I've been looking at. I mean, I'm a Gonzaga fan, you know, so I've been yeah. looking at it closely. I think you're going to see uh, two transfers out of Gonzaga, probably. I think for sure you might see – this is off no reasoning uh, besides, like, 
just the numbers, and I think Pavel Zakharov, it just there's too much post competition next year. I tweeted out a thing saying like there's gonna be nine, uh, was it nine one uh, top one hundred rated players, uh, post players on Gonzaga? Yeah, he sent that to us too. That was unreal. Yeah, and so it's just like well something's got to give uh and so yeah you'll see i think you're gonna see and texas has been hit by transfers all their depth yeah is going. it seems odd i mean they had a great year i mean we know they lost something it makes me worried uh for shaka maybe maybe shaka no, no. yeah maybe he's not looking yeah, I mean, good you can't fire a guy after we get a three seed come on yeah, I know, but Big like, 12 he's been champion. on the hot seat for a while. Big Twelve haven't haven't won a con- but they haven't they haven't won an NCAA March Madness game under him. That's a good point. With all the talent they've been getting, no no tournament wins. I think people view tournament wins more importantly than I think how you do in conference. I, I think yeah, I think it's just as equal. Yeah. Yeah, I hope Shaka doesn't. I don't know, I think- Tech, speaking of teams next year, that'll look different though. Texas. Yeah, they have Ramey, Jones, Cunningham. They might have to force Hepa into the starting lineup. He might transfer, though. There was rumors he was going to transfer That's last what, year. That's what I thought he was going to transfer last year, too. But now with uh, Ham and Williams leaving, uh, I think he'll probably stay, don't you think? And That's Baker left, too. I mean, he wasn't part of the team. He transferred early. But Greg Brown, do you think he's league? Yeah. Or is he coming back? That's I've been wondering that. Um, I think he's got him and Kai Jones have too much talent. Kai Jones is so or yeah. like they're 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 too uh, intriguing of prospects. I think they're together. both NBA looking guys. Yeah, I mean athletic post guys that can. There's shoot. a chance Febris could come back. I have a feeling uh, senior, but you get an yeah. extra year, and he was injured almost the entire year, so that could help them. He's just a shooter. But I think they'll definitely be worse next year. Oh, yeah. I mean, Andrew Jones and Ramey, though, Ramey. still a great backcourt. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at Big 12, and they're interesting. I mean, Oklahoma State has a lot of talent, obviously, still, because they, they were young this year. I don't think they, they they haven't lost anyone, but Fran Flavors, she was like a three point guy. And then Cade. Yeah, um, I think I think a team that should be good in the Big 12 next year is Texas Tech. They need a transfer. They need one big guy transfer. And then all if all those guys develop and get better, I mean, McClung's a junior, Shannon's a sophomore, Edwards a junior, McCuller, who's getting really good at the end of the year, sophomore, PV, freshman. I mean. Yeah, they just need to get transfers. Yep, Santos Silva was their only big guy pretty much, and he was a senior, so he's gone. They just need they just need a big guy. They need like a Tariq Owens type guy from a few years ago. Yeah, I agree. No, yeah, they bring back. I'm I'm pretty high on them. I like them. Kansas will be interesting. I don't know how they'll be, but uh, I think Bryce Thompson's gonna get a lot better. Yeah, for Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. You never doubt Bill Self. Kansas um, will be solid. Yeah, and if Jalen Wilson returns now, be feeling better yeah. about them. But I still have Baylor running that conference, man. Their recruiting class has been only getting very good praise. Yeah. And then, I mean, you bring back Flagler, Meyer. Mitchell. Uh, both the post players, Jonathan Tachawa. Tachawa. Yeah. Yeah. What a great name. No, Mitchell. For a league, do you think? 
Butler will leave yeah. for the league, I would assume. I think Mitchell's Mitchell could be good in the NBA. Dude, his games develop so much. He has a three point shot now, one of the best defenders yeah. in the nation. Pass. I mean, you look at that skill set. I mean, he it's it's what you look for in a league bound player. But yeah. yeah. I think he'll leave. Teague's not gonna do a fifty. Nah, he'll leave. Yeah, he'll leave. So I think the yeah. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. wrap it up. Uh, bringing it back real quick. I mean, we were talking about March Madness. I think it's been a great tournament so far. I think the one thing, the one thing we're missing that I'm looking for in the next uh, next set of games is some sort of last-second game-winning shot. Some sort of Jordan Poole deep three or a Paul Jesperson bank in yeah. half quarter for the win. Some, something along those lines. That's I think, I think it's been a great <laughs> tournament, but I, I'd love to see one of those. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? I'm, I've said my Dana thoughts. said his thoughts. All right. Uh, once again, thanks for listening to the Consider SCV Geniuses podcast. I'm Finley Dunn. 